Hello, Madeline. Welcome to the Quinn Show. Hi. Thank you for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. I love, I wish I could be there with you. This just worked out a little easier, but no worries. thank you for having me. Of course. Um, can you tell everyone who you are, you know, a little bit about yourself? <laughs> Give us the one-on-one. Yeah, hi guys. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm on a dating show. Hey guys, um, my name's Madeline, Madeline Byrne. I, um, I'm an actress, I, I make content, um, I guess I just feel so silly saying I'm a content creator now because literally everyone with TikTok is a content creator <laughs> at this point. So it's like, it like, but before TikTok, I used to make a lot more comedy videos on Instagram and social media. Um, I do a little bit of everything, you know, I moved to LA, kind of jumped right into like whatever opportunities came my way. And, but I guess I'm more of an actress now. I'm on a show. So that that's like <laughs> legit, right? Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah. So where are you from originally? I'm from the Bay area. I'm okay. from a little town that. called San Mateo. Mm -hmm. I know San Mateo. Wait, I used to do Bay? Pilates in San Mateo. <laughs> what? Where? At the bar method San Mateo. It's so random, but, um, I went to Stanford. So I was in Northern California and there, there was like a Pilates studio I liked in San Mateo. <laughs> oh my God. I should have known. Cause like tanks and stuff. Yeah. Wait, wait, did because Tinks went to Stanford too, right? Right, right. That's how we know each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, no, it's funny because like I grew up in San Mateo and it was never like cool or <laughs> I mean, it was just, you know, it was just the suburbs in the Bay and I go back now and I'm like, oh my God, it's so like happening and they've built all these really cool restaurants and Pilates and like all these really cool things. And also like now I just go back and I'm like, oh, I'm in such awe of the neighborhood. It's so pretty and, yeah. and just quiet and chill. But yeah, I grew up there and then I moved um, for college. I went to Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo. Yeah. And then I lived there. Yeah. I love slow. <laughs> slow is the best. Like, That's where Jamba Juice oh, is from, it. right? Oh yeah. They, yes. That was like somebody's senior project. That's like, that was like urban legend, but I think that's actually true. Somebody's senior project was starting Jamba Juice. And then I lived there for five years. And then I came to LA in 2013, 2014. So now wow. everyone can do the math and calculate how old I am. So you're really like an OG uh, content creator. Um, you're the real deal. <laughs> I mean, I guess like, yeah, I, I moved out here for the intention of like, I want to be an actress. It's funny. Cause I graduated college and my parents were like, awesome. Like, do you want to go? Cause I majored in, um, graph, a mix of like graphic design and graphic communication and stuff like that. And my parents were so happy. They're like, great. You're going to go, are you going to go work for Apple? Are you going to go work for Google? I was like, no, I want to be a waitress in Los Angeles and pursue an acting career. And they were like, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I moved out here and I had an agent right away, but nothing was really happening. I think that's kind of what happens to a lot of people. They come out here thinking like, oh, it'll be, it'll be quick. I'm sure. And mm -hmm. then I realized like nothing was really happening for me and I looked like enough I looked like everybody else mm -hmm. and I on surface level seemed like everybody else so I was like okay I, I need to figure out how to set myself aside and at the time so this was like 2014 and Vine was kind of like the yes. the app do you remember do you remember Vine I don't of know if, if we're the I same age Vine. or not <laughs> okay yeah so Vine was like Vine was slowly becoming like the biggest thing. And then that was trickling into Instagram comedy. And like, they were all kind of like people I was noticing, you know, that was like the rise of Amanda Cerny and like Josh Peck and like all those people, Ariel and Matt. And um, so I was like, you know, I feel like I could do this. Like this doesn't, I, this is like, so me. So I like slowly just started to make like a ton of Instagram videos and then that was really fun because not everybody was doing it yet. It wasn't like right. everybody and their mom was a content creator. So I was kind of like doing a little bit of YouTube, a little bit of Instagram, and then slowly but surely, like the Instagram stuff started to take off. And I don't, I, I think I had a couple videos that like went baby viral, like on Instagram, as viral as you can go on Instagram. Right. And like yeah. slowly but surely, that's just kind of how that, took off. So I guess OG in the sense that like I was making content video, like 
creating my own content back in like 2015, 2016, when less people were doing that type of thing. Right. Um, but I was, I was still waitressing, you know, I was still like, I think I had like two waitressing jobs and I remember I would start to get recognized. That was so funny. Cause I'd be like taking their order and they'd be like, wait, do you make comedy video? I think I follow you. And I was like, this is giving me a complex. I feel <laughs> like this is so weird. Cause I think they thought I was maybe like more famous or I don't know than I, than I actually was, you know, right. but, um, but yeah, that was, that was kind of the, the way it all started. And slowly, but surely that really helped with getting my foot in the door with acting and doing that stuff. Can you talk more about just like what the acting scene is like? I mean, I obviously have no idea. Like, so you have an agent, right? Is that the first step? And then you get booked auditions or like, do people even audition anymore? Is that a thing? I know. It, <laughs> it, self-tape? Is, it is one of, <laughs> yes, it is one of the weirdest industries, especially now because there is no like rhyme or reason. There's no like, this is your first step. And then, I mean, there's a general guideline and an outline of like how it'll go, but every person I talk to, like nobody ever has the same story with how they booked their first job or how they got in the door. Like it is, it is so fun and wild that way that like, there is no, you do this first and then you do this. But I had an agent, I, I was living in San Luis Obispo and I um, had just graduated college and I really wanted to pursue this career. So I said, okay, I'm going to see if there's even anything in, in San Luis Obispo that I can take like a class or do something mm. like that. There was this one class in all of San Luis Obispo that offered like a, like a television and film lessons for acting, which is crazy because San Luis Obispo is like a tiny little college town. Like it, it was so random that this class even existed. So I, I joined this class and it was like my favorite thing ever because, you know, they offered once a year, they would offer this Hollywood showcase where you could perform like a scene or a monologue for industry professionals, or there were, they think I, they got a couple like Disney actors to come and like watch and grade you and stuff like that so this was like the most exciting thing that ever happened to me so I'm like in this class I'm taking it super seriously I do this like really dramatic scene from did you ever see Girl Interrupted no I, that, I didn't it's like this super dark like depressing movie and I you know when you when everyone wants to get into acting they always want to be like super dark of course, and depressing because yeah. <laughs> that just makes you like more legit you know or something anyway so I do this scene I end up getting an agent through that showcase and I'm thinking to myself, like, this is it. Like, I'm about to be a star. This is amazing. <laughs> like, you know, you're just like psyching yourself up. So I get this agent, move to LA and then just crickets. Like nothing <laughs> happens. Agent's not working. Nothing's happening. I'm thinking like, all right, you know, maybe I need to be doing more ground, like footwork. Maybe I need to be getting on the ground floor, emailing my agent. <laughs> They were, they were just kind of like, we'll, we'll let you know if you have an audition. Nothing happens. I probably got one audition over the course of like a year. So that's when I realized like, okay, I need to get a waitressing job. Like I need to, <laughs> I need to figure this whole thing out. I started yeah. getting into class and then, I mean, long story, very shorter, much shorter. I basically realized that the agent wasn't going to be my, my ticket. Like it wasn't going to maybe happen that way. So mm. I let, I let go of my agent. I fired her and I just, I went out on my own for a little bit. And I just, that's when I started making the comedy videos. And then it's funny. Cause everyone always says like about Hollywood, you know, it's who, it's who, you know, it's who, you yeah. know. And what I, what I ended up really realizing, it's like, it's more who knows you because slowly, but surely through making comedy videos, people in my life, started to be like, oh, Madeline makes comedy videos. Well, I have this friend who's a manager over at blah, blah, blah. And they started seeing what I was doing. So they would hit me up and say, do you need a, a manager? Because I have a friend. It was like the more waitressing job jobs I worked and people I would meet just on the ground floor were like really the people that had my back, reached out to other people for me and saw what I was doing. And it became this cool like, Oh, I love her videos. She's my my friend at my waitressing job. Do you want me to get a meeting for you and blah blah blah. So slowly I started to get more people interested in what I was doing just by kind of like doing my own thing and then 
slowly but surely like got a better agent, got a better manager, mm. and then had just like started to have more people that believed in me. Um, again, this was before like TikTok fame stuff. So having a following on social media was still kind of more rare. I just feel like everybody in Hollywood has like somewhat of a following now. So it doesn't seem as exciting or something, <laughs> but this was, this was like definitely a cool kind of like leveraging thing. And then uh, just started auditioning a lot more, you know, with the rise of Facebook and YouTube and things like that. There were more television shows. Um, like I did a show on YouTube and I did a mm. show for Snapchat and I did a show for whatever. And it was just easier to get on sets that way. And then slowly but surely cross over into like actual television. Right. That's so interesting. So how would you kind of summarize like some of the trends right now in, I guess like to put it broadly, like content or entertainment, right? Like when you think about what video should I make or what's like, what are fans responding well to? Like, what is like the next thing that excites you? Cause like TikTok, right. That I guess was like, so last year now, like what's like the next, like, is it? <laughs> is TikTok like, are we already like over TikTok? Gosh. I'm certainly not, but or not even, you know, like what platforms, but like what videos do you see do the best? It's so funny because I, I went through a period where my, my entire feed on Instagram was comedy. I was kind of the girl who I was single, I was dating a lot. And my videos were all based on like, just like truth. Like I would go on dates with guys who were super Hollywood, like actor, model, writer. And then they were always, there was always something kind of funny about them. So I would make it into a video or like they would break my heart. And then I'd be like, I'm fine. You know, just these little <laughs> back and forth videos, videos I used to make. And what was funny is like, then, so then I became sort of known via my circle as the comedy video girl. Right. And it was interesting because like you start to get addicted to that, um, that feedback and the people that comment and love what you're doing. And it, it, it almost pigeonholed held me in a, in a sense at the time, mentally at least, because I was very much like, this is working really well. I need to keep doing this. At the same time, I really wanted to be taken a little bit more seriously as an actress. And there was this sort of fight within myself of like, do I keep doing what I've been good at or like what people are liking or can I do both? And so to answer that question about like what trends are kind of doing well and what I'm seeing, it's really tricky because like with TikTok, for example, what I'm seeing a lot of young people that are coming up and getting a ton of views and viral, it typically happens because they're doing a lot of one thing. Like they're like, okay, like for example, I was kind of, some of my videos that I did about the early 2000s and about like being a millennial and just like remembering nostalgic things started to go viral. And I started to go, okay, this is cool. I like that I'm going viral, but I also don't want to be just pigeon held and be like the, the Y2K girl, girl. Yeah, yeah. the millennial girl, because I think that there's that trap, right? Where you, something feels good, it's working. So you want to mm -hmm. keep leaning into it. But I realized that a few years ago with Instagram, where I became sort of pigeon held into like maybe only doing one thing. Whereas like, I wanted to be a bit more like multifaceted and like right. show that I have other things about my personality that I want to also put out there. So there's this like, there's this trap where what I'm, what I'm seeing do well is, is everything. It's, you know, the, the nostalgic people really are leaning into the nostalgic of it all, the music, the trends, the haircuts, <laughs> the clothes. Um, I think there's the current stuff, which is like pop culture and, all that but yeah there's like a new trend out each week and it's crazy Who, whoever's like starting these trends I don't know what it unlocks in our brain but it really does it's like addicting you just like you're like oh that's such a fun trend I want to get on that trend I'm getting um, ripped now. <laughs> literally uh, like, then, <laughs> in my head 60 times a day <laughs> No, literally, like, do you want to form an alliance with me? Like, everything I say is, like, a TikTok audio. What is the one, like, I hate all men, but when he loves me. Yeah. And then they, like, show the worst, like, things guys do. No, it's brilliant. And I, I mean, it's, I love it because I think it really helps 
just the average Joe like go viral. Yes. And I think that's so cool. <laughs> but then it's also, I, I feel mixed about it because at the time, I, you know, I used to feel unique. I used to feel like, oh, like not everybody's doing content creating. And now I feel like everyone's doing it. So there's, you know, it's like, it's like a little, I, I'm glad because it's opening, it's, it's opening up like this world where if you want to pursue a career in entertainment, it's more attainable. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's always been the, the benefit of having platforms and, you know, you can make your own stuff. Like you can literally start a podcast if you just want to, right. um, <laughs> Exhibit a. like it's yeah. like, every, <laughs> well, but it's like, everything is so cool and attainable. Um, but I was even saying to my boyfriend the other night, like, God, it must've been cool when Hollywood, like the only way in, there must've been something kind of cool about like the only way in was through booking that movie that changes your life. Like there's yeah. something getting discovered. Like there is something cool about that too. So there's definitely both, I feel both ways about it, you know? Yeah. Well, what is like the future of like serious <laughs> like serious acting or like you know serious what I mean like, acting. <laughs> like 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 uh like Angelina Jolie or or you know people that win Oscars like where is where does that go and like does that exist do you feel anymore <laughs> such a good question it's so I'm so unsure honestly because <laughs> like this year so so let's see two years ago was the first I would say, I don't want to say real job, but kind of what you're saying, like serious job that I booked where it was like, um, you know, it was on a television network and it was like a pilot and mm. then it got to, it went to series and, um, it was a recurring character and I had a trailer and, you know, you're like a legit, like it legitimizes that feeling as an actor in some way where you're like, cool, this is like a real job. Yeah. Um, and I'm super grateful to be part of it. And it's funny. Cause like, we're filming season two of it right now and I love it. I'm obsessed with it. And I yet still feel this weird, like conflicted thing where I'm like, Oh, I should get home later and like still film some TikToks. Like I, it's almost wow. like you don't want to lose. It's like, you, especially just cause that's what I've been doing the past year or so is like building a following and a presence in other ways. So it's like, even though technically I'm like doing the end goal thing, like I'm an actor I still feel like I have to maintain some relevancy in the social world. And I don't know if that's just because of an ego thing or like, because I've gotten paid for social media as well. Like I, it's, it's crazy. Cause you think, Oh, once you're an actor, you've made it or something, you right. know, like that's what you want. So you've done it. But I think even actors feel that same once their job ends, like once that show ends, it's like, what's next? Like we all just want to go on to like, what's next, what's next. Um, which is why I think having something like TikTok and Instagram and YouTube is great because it allows you to keep creating even when, you know, you didn't, you haven't booked another job, but, um, but there is a bit of urgency. Like we, we live in that hustle culture, right? Yeah. Where like, if you're not, if you're not hustling all the time, what are you even doing? Like, you <laughs> <Totally>. know? <laughs> well, it's so funny. We were just talking about our dogs and I was talking to a dog trainer this morning and she was like, oh, well, check out my Instagram. Like, I have a lot of, like, how-to videos or something. And it just made me think, like, is there a career now where you can totally escape, you know, or, like, can you escape the the possibility that, you know, you have to have some public promotions going on or, like, or that it would help to have this sort of, like, following, right? It's almost like I can't think of a career where a following wouldn't help me. You know, I don't know. It's like you could make, oh a, you God, could make no. a following out of anything, <laughs> especially if you're an entertainer no. by trade, right? <laughs> Totally. And even like, that's so funny about the dog trainer. And I was like, I wanted to get my windows cleaned. And this is so maybe this is the word chuggy, but I was like, the the guy to clean my windows quoted me like a couple hundred bucks. And I was like, my literal first thought was, I wonder if he would do a collab if I shouted him out. And I'm like, Madeline, this guy is probably like, 45 years old he doesn't care about social media but that was my first thought is like <laughs> I wonder if he I wonder if he would like be willing to do a deal I didn't say anything because I like but you know because nowadays that's so normalized with so many things where it's like oh not that you want to get things for free all the time but just like there is opportunities for promotion and even like I'm furnishing my home and I was like looking at this website for 
this chair that I wanted and they didn't have social media. And that threw me. I was like, this is, this must not be a real website then. Like this must be fake because we, I mean, it's true. It's like, that's our barometer for like normalcy is do they have social media? How many followers do they have normal engagement? Are they verified? Like (laughs) it's great because we just assume like, if you're not, if you're not on the interwebs, you don't exist, which is so bad because you don't want it. Like that should not be how we view, but it it definitely keeps things more relevant in our minds, you know? Yeah, totally. And there's kind of an ongoing debate that I have with a lot of my investors, right? You know, I run this audio erotica company for women and, and it's like, the question is like, how much social media presence should we have, right? Is there like an amount of mystery that's good or should a company not be like constantly in people's feeds? Like, do people get annoyed by that? Or is it, you know, the opposite that, you know, sort of like the glossier, like blog turns into a company kind of thing, which is like the social is the power of the business, like Skims or Kylie, whatever, you know, and there's, it's such a confusing mess because we've like never had these tools before, right, as businesses. And so there are some people, you know, who create billion dollar companies off of Instagram. And then there are some people that argue, well, that's, you know, that's a fake business or that's not a business with real retention or, you know, you have to have the product first. And I think it's really similar with an acting career, right? It's like, do you like, like, I don't know, like Reese Witherspoon, right? Have a huge, uh, like acting career and then parlay that into a social media following, or do you have a social media following and parlay that into an acting career? Right. It's like, so mind bending. And I think the answer is probably like all of the above, but (laughs) Right. (laughs) right. Literally, literally be amazing. Do it all. Stay on top of everything. It's, it's so, um, the expectations for people to just like have everything and be doing it all, all the time is so high because at the end of the day, you realize if you're not going to do it, somebody else will. So you do always feel like you're falling behind if you're not staying ahead in that sense, like with social media (laughs) and acting. I mean, I've noticed too, a lot of these really seasoned vet actresses like Drew Barrymore and Reese Witherspoon's, you know, they, they come out with beauty lines or something. And then they, they circle and reach out to influencers because they realize that's who's who the trusted community are buying from. So they're like, okay, cool. I'm going to reach out to this YouTuber and tell, want her to promote my product because they maybe were the, the people that you'd go to 10 years ago. Right. You know, you'd be like, Oh, what's, what's Janin, Jen Aniston shelling out? Yeah. Like, Oh, smart water. I want to go buy smart water. And now it's like, what's Tink's shelling out. Right. I want to buy what Tink's is shelling out or, or whoever, whatever YouTuber you're obsessed with. But it's funny too. Cause like I've gone into, audition rooms and seen like YouTubers Mm -hmm. sitting there auditioning and like it just makes you laugh because you're like oh my god like I know that YouTuber I didn't realize they were trying to be an actor (laughs) so there's also there's also that like backwards thing where the the traditional actors want to be influencers sometimes (laughs) and the thing wants to be the other thing it's like you just want to do it all it's I can't even think of a person who does it like beautifully because I also know social media people and I've seen them act and I'm like please stop right don't do that like it's hard to watch you know I don't know yeah it's it is like this whole like blending like melting pot of different ways to go about it I was listening to a podcast the other day about um savage like fenty the lingerie savage x fenty yeah that's what it's called (laughs) with the rihanna the rihanna backed brand yeah x um and it was so interesting because this like really traditional kind of buttoned up like white male investor was talking about why they put like a billion dollars into savage x fenty and he was like he was like well when you have like a brand presence like rihanna i was like like when you have a brand presence like bad galleriri like it was so crazy to me that like you know, now like these social media brands are actually like one of the safer investments to make in the venture space, because, you know, like if Rihanna says to buy something, you're going to have at least a million people fucking buying it. So it's like it just especially if it's a good, like a decent product. So just totally, you know, you I ha- mean, you have they, to be crazy they, not to embrace it. <laughs> you have to like I've noticed like you have to at least have the confidence to give it a shot. I think a few years ago when I was like coming up on Instagram, I had, I didn't have like the confidence for a lot of things. Like I definitely was too, I was too close to it. Like I was too close to my myself to like really get out there and like, I don't know, like do merch. Like I was too nervous to try to like 
dip your toe in, but then looking back and having the perspective I do now, I'm like, Oh, that would have been such a good time. Cause people were like, like, so into what I was doing. It's crazy too. Like the Hollywood, the Hollywoodness of it all is like, you really not to sound like depressing, but it sometimes feels like you're really just given a few years to like really get in there and capitalize on like who you are, your presence, your face, your fame. And then it's crazy the people that you would never think are going to feel like has-beens start to feel like, because every few years is like a new generation of people. Like the Addison and Charlie, like they were never, they weren't even people to us until last year. And now they're like the people and they'll be relevant and famous for a while, but then there's going to be another group. And it really is like, you know, the Reese Witherspoons are holding on to the Addisons and like the JLo's <laughs> and the Kardashians. Cause it's like, you see, you see who's the hot ticket and like right. who's selling and like the Jojo Siwa, like, <laughs> but I think that's what I've really learned over the last few years is to also lean into the fact that like acting is not just an age thing. Like you can do it forever and to like really just enjoy that, even though maybe it's not as like, ironically it's not the glam and the glitz of social media it's so backwards now but that's actually how I feel is like social media has such glam and glitz feel but it is pretty it can be fleeting mm -hmm. so to also have something else you love in this town because this town as they say will chew you up and spit you out you know so you want to have talent you want to have a purpose right a good head on your shoulders like it's it's a lot, you know? Totally. And I think, like, to your earlier point, like, every moment could be a content creation moment, right? And that's, like, a huge burden to bear, to just sort of, like, go through your life as, like, should I be, like, telling a story about, like, how I got my coffee and, you know, like, a vlog of this, uh, you know, uh, oh, I should tell that funny story. And it's, like, that could be really overwhelming. And you have to kind of, like, get, be gentle to yourself and be, like, look, my life does not have to be all a content machine, right? Like that's, <laughs> Oh my God. Yes. No, that's so true. I, and it's, it's kind of like, I used to say how I felt about like content creation is almost like singers and their albums where they have like a really hit album and then they evolve as an artist and then they want to put out stuff that they like, but then all their fans are like, no, but we loved your first album. Like <laughs> there's kind of a bit of that because we're just humans. Like we evolve every few years. We start to like other things. Maybe we get into a new relationship. Maybe we book a job that we want to get off social media for. And it's this, you almost have to like talk to yourself about it and, and like figure out what really matters. Because like you said, every moment could be, oh, this could be relatable content. And like, oh, I feel like my relationship is going too well. Maybe I should do something so that I'm like more relatable again and like toxic again or something. Like I went through a weird period where like I had been single for six years and that gave me beautiful, great content. Like super sad girl, heartbroken, always dating, dating in LA single loser vibes like I don't know it just like gave me all these like viewpoints and then I get this boyfriend and Boring. I remember almost feeling so like literally was like wait this is safe and I'm happy I don't know how to be funny anymore like I literally had a moment where I was like did I ruin my career by getting a boyfriend and it it was it really messed with me because it, it I said to myself like what like what's why would I want an unhealthy relationship but it's funny because I read the Jessica Simpson book and she was talking about when she was dating John Mayer and how like he would break up with her every like month or so to write a new song like did, I don't know if you read that but she touched on John Mayer like being toxic so that he could feel things again and like write new music and I was like damn dude like I related to that though because I was like I feel like I'm too boring now. <laughs> so like, but then, yeah. you know, you No, it's just shifting Go more from it. like the whole landscape to how it personally affects you to like be a member of this like whole world. I guess like, how does it like being uh, in the public eye impact your relationships like romantically and, um, and like your friendships and stuff? Like, do you like kind of constantly think like, oh, how could this be content? Or is it more like, like, do people in your life sometimes go like, oh, you're not, you know, who I thought you were going to be? I don't know. Just like, what are like different experiences you've had? 
Um, are you saying that you think I'm in the public eye and that I'm like so famous? Stop. Now don't let it get am to your a, head. Am I am I a public figure? No. I I guess I definitely I am way too self-deprecating to ever think that I like matter that much to society. But, um, but I, I guess, yeah, like when I did start to get, I'm going to say recognized with air quotes because it was <laughs> always at my, it was always at my waitressing jobs, but that time was definitely weird. And I definitely was, but none of my friends ever let me get a big head. Cause all of my friends were like super normal, humble people, hardly in the industry, like, worked in sales. Um, I had a roommate, like I was, you know, it wasn't like I was making killer money. I've been driving the same car for like a hundred years. So, um, I, uh, yeah, I, I feel like I definitely preferred to make content alone. Like I like to do it just at home. I did used to collab with like a lot of creators, but then I just didn't, I don't know. I just didn't really feel like I connected with a lot of those people because they were so like fame hungry and, sometimes just disrespectful of your time. So I, I, I realized how much I liked doing stuff on my own. Dating was definitely weird um, because I def I met, met guys on Instagram or I'd meet guys on a mm. dating app. And if they were like, oh, I follow you, then then it felt like you had to live up to this right. funny girl idea ideology or something that they might have of you. Um, yeah, but, but the I would say Hollywood is so saturated now these days with so many people that – it, it was never like weird for me. I, I will say like now I keep a lot of my relationship off social media. Like I actually don't share a lot of my personal life on social media. I share people might think I do because I'm posting a lot or I post certain things like, Oh, I'm moving. But mm -hmm. lately in today's climate, I feel like the pressure is more on to be as activisty as possible as a, like, that's really what I'm noticing. Yeah. And I hate that because I just think it's really insincere. Like it, cre it creates an insincerity. And I think the, the people with the biggest platforms right now are really young people. And when I was 16, 17, 18, like I didn't know about what was going on in the world. And I honestly didn't care. Yeah. And yeah, that was just like who I was. And I also would think a lot of people didn't or don't. And so now it puts this weird pressure on you to like learn about so much history and nuanced conflict and then report back to social media so that you seem like a good person. And I don't like that. I think it just, it's unnecessary pressure. I think it's great to stay educated and informed, right. but there it's a double-edged sword with that because you want to be sincere, but then, you know, there's like the whole narrative of like, if you're silent about things, you're the Complicit. problem. And I, right. it's layered, it's layered. It's really layered. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I, I saw your story about that the other day and I thought it was so impactful because I think that's a pickle that a lot of people feel, even if they're, you know, like have 900 followers like me, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, I want to post the square or I want to do the thing, but I just don't know. I, I genuinely don't know what, what I think about something probably because I'm, yeah. I'm working, I have a new puppy, I have to cook dinner. And it's like, I think that's something that a lot of Americans people in the world feel is like I'd love to be a really informed activist for all these causes but I I genuinely have to like sit down and think about this and that's hard to fit into my schedule you know it's hard to fit in right putting your kids to bed so how are you going to fit in you know six books about Palestine into your evening you know <laughs> like it's really hard <laughs> no for sure and like you know oh my god wait I was just gonna say a point about that too because Oh, uh, what was I going to say um, about, I had such no, a I'm sorry, in my mind. You. you didn't. No, you didn't. It was literally about like having so much going on, whatever. It doesn't matter. But yeah, just, just our daily lives are so busy and running around. And yet if, oh, I was going to say just, and this wasn't that good of a point, but like, I think there's this sad idea of like, if you're not posting it online, is it, are you actually you know, informed or interested in the issue. Mm -hmm. And it's like that same thing where you put your pressure on yourself. If you're just getting coffee, this is a moment for content. It's like, why can't we just get the coffee offline? Why right. can't we inform, <laughs> inform ourselves and have the conversations offline? Mm. And it becomes that 
you know, it like goes back to childhood when your parents say like, don't worry so much about what other people think about you has completely done a 180 because now we are 100% worried about what other people think about us because God forbid if I don't post and somebody thinks I'm racist or this or that and it's like oh my god what like you you know mm -hmm. you just you you've been existing as a, you'd think a good person for so long and yet now we're living in this day and age where accountability is great but I also think it's taken this really um it's just gone above and beyond. I really hope it overcorrects itself a little in the next year or so, because I think now there, you know, there's this like pitchfork mentality and it's scary. And I don't, I don't love it because social media used to be like such a fun place. But yeah, my story the other day was just essentially saying like, I don't want to mislead because I have a platform. I don't want to be just posting here and there and not really knowing what I'm posting, which I right. think people fall into all the time. They're like, I want to reshare this meme graphic and this square because I want to be part of the solution. But sometimes you're like, you don't even know what you posted. You're just like, I, it sounded like good. So I posted it and it's like, well, okay. I don't know if that, you know, it's like, we all want the intentions good, but is mm -hmm. that really I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's layered. It's yeah. so layered. It's so complicated, you know, but I think yeah. majority of the people were more alike than we are different. And I think, I don't know, maybe because I'm a little, I think maybe we're the same age, but like the pers the perspective I have now at this age, I definitely understand. Like I understand my parents more. I understand just like this, a different head, mindset mm -hmm. than I did when I was young, like younger. And I definitely realized like I could take a step back and just like, listen and educate myself and grow and like, listen to many different kinds of people. And I think that's really what the world needs more of, but we'll get there. Yeah. We have to. Yeah, totally. I, I just couldn't agree more. And I think that the point you're making about like educating yourself offline or whatever, it kind of raises this question for me of like, what responsibility do content creators have in general, right? It's like, or influencers or people above a certain amount of followers, like, do you have a responsibility to speak on X, Y, or Z issue? Or what issues must you speak on? Or is it only the ones you're educated about? Or should you direct people to experts, right? It's like, it really is this whole web of like ethical questions that there's no laws about them, right? We're all just figuring it out as we go. And, and it's really hard when you're constantly living in fear of getting canceled because you didn't have the answer to that ethical question that somebody else had, right? And so it's like just this whole... Yeah, I, I find it interesting though, like uh, you know how people are, how people are squaring it. Because then you could, if you take the logic of like everyone's an, has to be an activist or else they're you know uh, accountable for for the tragedies that are happening, right? Then they would have to speak on every single tragedy happening in the world, or else they would be accountable for the tragedies they didn't speak on, and that just can't be true. <laughs> oh my God, no! And it's like, it, I I've also had to like take my own ego out of that equation because so for so long I figured I felt like I was such a people pleaser and I really wanted everyone to like me and I really wanted to be understood like I never wanted to be misunderstood and I realized like you're never that that is exhausting like if you are just putting yourself out there online because you don't ever want to be misunderstood then like I mean gee, that just sounds terrible like that does not sound fun it does not sound authentic and so I just realized like if I'm gonna get misunderstood by somebody by like just maybe not posting about something or posting about something then maybe they we were never meant to be deeper than a surface level person in my life because mm. I have real I have so many real conversations with people in my life because I feel safe to ask questions you know and like safe to just like have open conversations about things and even if my friend thinks one thing and the other friend thinks another thing like I still know that they're good people because I've known them for 10 years, you know, they're not just like all of a sudden, like a crazy, I'm not going to alienate certain people. And that being said, like, obviously I think that there are bigger issues to have more of a really like radical opinion about. Um, but I, again, I just think mo most people are more alike than, than they are different. Yeah. Um, but I think having, yeah, the content creator question is such a good question. And it's what you said about like, there is no rule book. Right. Everyone's kind of 
figuring it out as they go. I mean, all these people that have platforms are not famous because of who they are in their activism and their personal life. Usually it's because we loved them in that one movie or that Netflix show, or we liked the way they danced on TikTok. Or they were friends with this person or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, that's an insane amount of pressure to assume that they are going to be this like amazing educated person when everyone's just growing and I mean I think it's so funny when people assume that especially actors like your favorite actor right like oh like but I love that actor like I need them to be everything and perfect and it's like are you kidding Hollywood is everyone's super messed up we all have god complexes or some type of complex drinking problems galore it's like everyone is just human but because people have that you know that like (laughs) fandom that stardom and they were in their favorite superhero movie it's like oh, i need you to like just be everything all at once right so there's famous god i don't want to ever be famous ironically the industry i'm in i would love to never be famous i would love to work consistently for the rest of my life and i'll be fine with that i'll do hallmark movies forever from my mouth to god's ears i would do it Sounds great. I fucking love Hallmark movies, Landmark Chan or what is it called? Land is that a thing? The <laughs> Lifetime. Lifetime. I'm talking about Lifetime. Lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> Lifetime and Hallmark, baby. Oh my god, I'd do it forever. I like how I combine them into Landmark. That should be their like collab channel. <laughs> I think Landmark. I think Landmark was like the Nexium. Wasn't that the Nexium thing? <laughs> did you Did you watch that? Yeah, the cult. Is that what you're talking about? By the way, called it landmark. By the way, when I was watching that documentary about this cult, for those of you who don't know, I was fully like, I was like falling in love with the guy. I was like totally bought in. I was like, wow, I do have all these mental traps. Like, I just need to overcome my like mental boundaries or whatever, and like, and transcend. And I was like, I was fully converted by the end of the first episode. Literally same. I was like, take my money. What's his name? Oh my god, I can uh, Keith Raniere. Take my money. here's three thousand dollars i want you to give me that fucking sash and i just like let's do it. i want to play indoor volleyball be... with you yeah <laughs> the indoor volleyball at, at 10 p.m i won't i'll just eat an almond so i can clear my mind of my toxic energies you know they're all eating they're all like sleep deprived and like starved and they're just like yeah I need to be more starved you're right Keith and it's like all polyamorous oh my god genius though so fucked up Wait, I was gonna say one more thing on the influencer. Oh, oh, this is what I was gonna say. Just, it just, it just this idea just came to me. Like, if you think about when our parents were younger, all of the content was much more like long form. It was like movies and books and like thirty minute or hour TV shows. And now we're like consuming tweets and Instagram posts and TikToks, and it's like you can't really get any nuanced opinions across. Or maybe that's not true. But like, you can. It's like the messages are pretty short at least and simple and so there's not a lot of room for like context or like well what was your like intention behind this post or like what you know what kind of person are you right it's like that one photo or like one meme goes viral and you don't really know anything about the person in the meme or what they were you know whatever so I think that's one thing that makes it hard to have a real conversation on social media doesn't mean it's worthless it's just like a totally different purpose yeah no it's so true and I think I have to have this belief that like at the end of the day, people will start to understand each other because something will happen to them. Like somebody, somebody who has always been like, they'll feel on the right side of history will get canceled for something. I feel that they know is bull bull crap. Like they're like, well, that's wait, what? And people will start to understand. Like it was more layered than I ever thought, because I think people just assume like good, bad, but it's like, but then people are getting canceled for being good, but you weren't goodest or I don't know. Yeah. Like, you know, I even, I'm like watching Entourage right now. I'm like rewatching it. And I was saying to my boyfriend, like, there's no, I don't feel like this could get made today because mm-hmm. like the language and like, there's a lot of jokes about like sexual harassment, but not really, but it's just like, it's about Hollywood in the what, like early 2000s. So there's just like a lot more like offensive humor that I don't mind. It doesn't offend me, but I think 
nobody wants to offend anybody anymore that it's become this like fake I just feel like these shows are like fake now like you're like no one really talks this PC but like that's the thing like I've never been super offended by a lot of stuff but um I just have to think at some point we'll get to like a middle ground where it like but who knows? Because social media keeps people real accountable. So <laughs> that's true. I wonder, like, there's one argument, right? That, like, as you push people, like, as you have this more, like, polarized society, or you, like, cancel people all the time, that those people just move on to, like, more kind of, like, like, like isolated uh echo chambers of themselves so they don't have to deal with getting canceled right so like you think about the kind of like insults so fucked up culture on like reddit or like they then they like move to 4chan or whatever like you know or or like or like old republicans in the middle of like or not not even necessarily republicans just like middle people in middle america right they're all on facebook like talking to each other and they're like groups and stuff and so it's like like i don't know i just wonder like if we keep going down this path right do we just like isolate into groups that like you know all the super like uh like brooklyn pc like uh like you know like group like becomes more isolated on their own platforms and then you have sort of like other people that disagree with them on a different platform and other people that disagree with both of them on a different platform like are we becoming more like like chopped up you know what i'm saying For sure. I know like what, what used to feel like this idea of a melting pot is now like, I don't want that, those people in my melting pot. I'm only into these melting, this, this type of people in my mm. melting pot. I mean, it's a good question. I don't know. I, that's what I mean. I have to wonder if it's going to get to a place where it's become so something, right? Like, and so much of what controls what we see all the time are one type of ideology, like maybe like the people with the biggest platforms, are probably feeling more isolated into one camp because like a lot of Hollywood has the biggest platforms and the people who, you know, like are influenced by those people. So, and that's like crazy to assume that the rest of the country is like all in the same headspace. Like, I don't think that the rest of the country is bad people though. So (laughs) I just think that it's like, what we're seeing is this and what we're being shown is this. And I just like, I, I'm, I'm glad that I can at least take a lot of people with a grain of salt and a lot of like things with a grain of salt. I think that people as they get older will start to like, I don't know, like have a, maybe a different perspective or different views, or they'll meet new people that give them like a different perspective. And, um, you know, I just, I, I really just try to listen. I, I feel like, what do I know? Like I grown up in California, like my family's done well for themselves like I'm not trying to act like I know anything about anything that's the thing I got I got followers from making comedy videos about dating in Los Angeles like yeah like you were saying like I I am not the house speaker on the (laughs) Israel-Palestine conflict I don't want anyone coming to me for that I would love to go offline and ask questions about it but but just like that that idea I think like people like I just want everyone to have a little bit more grace yeah I mean look the irony the irony too is like I'm lucky I don't get a ton of hate in my DMs but Mm. I've seen some real crazy DMs sent to people like you know the kill yourself DMs and the this and that and the people sending those DMs are like 14 and 15 year olds that are eventually going to be 30 year olds and they might get called out one day in 15 years going, oh, well, now that you're famous, you sent me a tweet 10 years ago telling me to kill myself. I think Chrissy Teigen was just like called out for something right. like that, where yeah. she was like telling this, this, and it's like, oh, it's funny how the tables turn, right? right. Like when you're the, you're the age of accountability and yet you were telling people to kill yourself. Like, that's <laughs> a little me. ironic. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so yeah, just like, I just try to listen and like have grace and like just try to, just try to like listen to what people close to me are saying you know what yeah. I mean and like what they they can say totally I think listening is kind of everything I heard that I was listening to yet another po- podcast that was saying like shut the fuck up is the motto to my life and I think that's amazing because like so often I just need to tell myself to shut the fuck up like just listen to someone you know and like and I think when you actually like really listen not only just to the words but like the vibe or like the energy that's coming Mm. from someone like you can tell like oh is this actually just coming from a place of hurt or is this coming from a place of you know ego like you mentioned or what is it you know and like tone really matters and so I think that that's just like yeah 
Day oh, I'm gonna we're gonna multitask because I'm gonna grab my charger. No worries. Um, but even like to that same sentiment, like on a lighter note, I remember when I was dating in LA, I felt like I would go on dates with these guys that were they would. By the way, is my connection weird? Because I'm like walking around. <laughs> no, you're fine. Is it is it okay? Okay, God, I'm like such a parent. I'm like sorry, honey. Let me go get my let me get my charger as I walk around. Um, but I I remember dating in LA and I would. I would have great conversations with these guys and then we would get to this date and then they'd be like talking about themselves for like 45 minutes. And I'd be like, yo, this guy has not asked me a single question <laughs> about myself. And I would think I'd like have like deep introspective thoughts about this here. Hang on point two seconds. <laughs> no worries. Edit this out of the pod. I'm literally like an, I'm literally like an old person. I'm like, God, I kind of the like the of... apartment tour. <laughs> I know. I'm like, you're getting like a real, a real insight over here. I just moved out of WeHo. You're in WeHo, right? I'm in Santa Monica. Or like, but right now I'm in you WeHo. Are, but you're... Right now I'm in WeHo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it was funny because these guys would just like talk about themselves forever. And I feel like that's this weird trait that we have maybe as young people or just people in LA where it's like, we don't know how to listen. Like we just want to like talk to people so that people know we're good people and that we're like successful and that we're cool and like we're worth your time. But then the irony is like, as people, we like to be listened to as well. Like we like both, like the give and take. We don't just want to like, you don't want to pitch me how you're so great. But I think LA is like, LA is its own thing, you know? Totally. It's like, it's like not real. I talked about this on a different episode, but I went through this phase in college where I, I thought I had like discovered the key insight to like social dynamics. And all I would do, like when I would talk to my friends, I would just ask them questions. Like I barely ever shared anything about myself for like these six months yes. in college. Just, I guess I just kind of like ran an experiment with it. It went fabulously. Like people love yes. talking about themselves, you know, <laughs> like that all my friends were so like, you're funny. amazing. <laughs> Oh my God. That, and that's why it's so funny too that you have a podcast because all you do is like ask people questions, but it's, it, you're so right. Like people love talking about themselves. I definitely like, I'll probably listen back to this and be like, Madeline, you never stopped talking that whole time. Podcasts are like different though. Cause it's like long form. You can chat, but yeah. And, and I remember like the amount of times I came back from a date where I said, they, like the amount of times I they talked about themselves the whole time versus the guys that didn't were like ninety to ten. Does that make, I don't know if that means, make, is that I don't know if I said that right at all, but do you know what I'm trying to say? Like it was way more in this camp where they were like, I do this and I have this and I am this and this is who I am. And then the guys that were like, so how was your day? Would like take me back. I'd be like, what? Totally. Did you just know my day was? I don't know. I'm in love with you. This is so weird. <laughs> right. It's like people, like it's it's seriously the biggest life hack of all time because let's say you're on a date, right? And the person just asks you a bunch of questions about yourself. Not like an interview, but just like gently normally asking you questions. You leave that date. Oh, I just hit the microphone you leave the date and you're like and you're like wow like like I hope you liked me that's your thought it's like it's like you're focused on like what you shared and you're playing it back and you're like wow I hope he liked that thing that I said or whatever and but if you flip it right and you're asking the guy all the questions then he leaves and he's like oh I really hope she liked that thing that I said and it becomes the focus is now like on you liking them does that make sense <laughs> you're so right it's that same thing where like if somebody really, really annoys you, right? Like you, you say you're, I don't know, interacting with just a human and they're just so annoying. If you yell at them, you leave and feel guilty. You like exactly. feel weird because you got what you wanted or something. But if you never said anything, it's almost like you have the power, the power. and you can go home. Yes, it's so backwards. Like you just, you almost like never want to get what you want because then you'll feel guilty about it. Yeah. At least that's how I op. That's how I operate. It's like, honestly, I I exist better. But I I have gotten better at like not confrontation, but about like saying what I want or like my truth because, like, I even had a girlfriend where we connect. We met like recently and connected, and I felt like she was super cool. And we would constantly make these plans and then she would like bail 100% of the time. And old me, it's just easier to like 
not get walked over, but just to like let that keep happening. And new me was just a little bit more like, hey, like it's now time seven that you've canceled plans. Like let's just never make plans again. But I was like cool about it. I was just like, I don't say this with any ill intent. I just don't feel like we should make plans anymore. And they were so taken aback. They're like, wait, what? And I'm like, wait, what do you mean? You're like, you bailed every time we've made plans. And I've realized too that like, maybe just in this town or in general, people don't always hold people accountable or mm. like they they don't like have any self-respect. So they don't like make that an obvious priority. I realized that a lot with dating even where I was like, I had been going, I had been dating so many guys where like we would, we would date for a few months and then they would kind of get flaky or weird. And I got to a place where I was like, I literally can't, be intimate with a guy. I don't even want a guy to take his pants off around me until they're my boyfriend. Like I got so, cause I was so ready for a relationship and I had just been going through these things. And so I would like on the first date set that boundary. I'd be like, Hey, what are you looking for? Like they, they'd like sit down and I'd be like, what are you looking for? Cause like you're, and, I, and it was almost like, I actually, it was funny. I went on the caller daddy podcast and she never released the episode. <laughs> I think it was just because I was really boring maybe or like not sexual enough. Like I was like too, I was like too nervous to be really open about that stuff. But I did give that info on that podcast and I thought it, I thought it was smart where I was basically like, if you just say on date one, what you want, like if you really want a, a boyfriend or something, it's way more attractive than if you say it on date four, in my opinion, mm. because by date four, they're thinking it's about them. They're thinking you want to date them. And then they like freak out and get all scared. But if you say a date one, it's like, I don't even know anything about you. So obviously it's a me thing. It's not a you. I don't know. I don't know if I like you yet. I'm just letting you know that that's probably what I'm going to look for. Yeah. And then I feel like then they almost think of it as a challenge. Cause then they're like, I had this one guy, God, you didn't even ask this question. And I'm just like, Spewing Stop it. My, no, keep going. <laughs> my random dating life. But I did think this was funny because I remember this guy, I used to work at this restaurant and this guy would come in and he was super hot and he was kind of a player vibes. Like he would always flirt with girls and he asked me out and I, I said yes. And I gave him my number and then I ended up texting him and I was like, Hey, I just feel like we want different things. I'm looking for something serious and no problem if you don't, but I just don't like, I don't know if we will maybe we just shouldn't go on this date. And it was almost like he was so not offended, but I think he like want, like there was a challenge presented. Cause he was like, yeah. well, wait, like I might want some, like a date. I don't know. Like I might want a girlfriend. Like, and I was like, well, it's just, it's fine. We don't have to do it. And it was almost like he wanted to like prove me wrong. Like yeah. he wanted to really go on this date with me. And then the funny thing was we like go on this date and I was like, oh, I'm not that into you. And then he like tried to pursue a relationship with me and it was almost backwards. I was like, sorry, like it just, it's not right with you. But it was almost like, did I unlock some weird backwards, like player, how to, how to lock down a player? Like, did I figure out some weird like worlds? I don't know. I feel like I entered the upside down, but. Yeah. I mean, I think you're tip. just speaking to like, like the the power of like a good boundary is like so like like everyone needs to just internalize how amazing it is to be like like for example if you're a friend that just like can't call you only text right so tell your friends up front right like i'm not going to be available for a phone call i'm just going to be available on text if you don't want a friend like that don't be my friend and then like yes. when and then when they like call you a million times and they're like oh you never talk to me on the phone it's like you you just say look i gave you the terms of the agreement okay like i said this up front yes. like this is what i want and that's i think the same thing in dating right it's like it's like i told yes. you up front this is this is my situation and you have to realize that people are different from you right so you're not always going to want the same things as people are not always going to operate the same way but it's just about creating the you know the boundary <laughs> I literally put that on my tombstone. Like, I love a boundary. I, I love a boundary. <laughs> I love a boundary. I, exactly to your point is like getting getting to know yourself and what, what you like, what your things are, makes it so much easier. I mean, it's all a lesson. Life is just a, literally a lesson continuously. Even, you know, like going into situations with acting or with uh, collabing is such a freaking chuggy word right but like collabing with people in the industry that maybe isn't like a real job it's just like a hey do you want to 
um, I mean, not necessarily podcasting through like meeting on social media, but like, Hey, do you want to meet up and shoot photos? The more experiences I went through like that, that I had a miserable time. It really allowed me to set up my boundaries going into a future situation. Cause it would be like, Hey, um, uh, I'd say to them beforehand, how many photos are you going to send me at the Mm. end? How long is it going to take? Like, I realized that I'm, I'm a big, um, I don't like waiting around. I don't like showing up to things and like, just like sitting around on my phone, waiting for people to start. And that was a lot of what it used to be like to meet up with people and like shoot content was like showing up. And then people were just like, never had their shit together. So now I really set that boundary with people I meet where I'm like, listen, I'll do this with you. Um, because I like you and I think you're cool, but what's the time frame? Like how, uh, I just, and it's like, it's not about you. It's about me. Like, I just know me. I became, a, I become a hangry bitch after two hour. You know what I mean? Like you just start to know yourself. And I think at some point people really respect that because yes. they're like, cool, you're making my life easier by giving me a boundary. It's a bit, I'm a big boundary girl. So I'm with you. Yeah, And you could say Love. boundaries, AKA knowing what I like. Right. So it's like if you for me, I get anxiety about outdoor dates, like hikes, like outdoor, like walking, beach, anything is a no go. And so I just set that boundary like (laughs) we're never going to I'm never going to go on an outdoor date like as a first date, maybe like a 20th date. But like and then like I just know that I'm going to be comfortable and it's great for everyone. You know. (laughs) Okay, that's so funny. I literally hate the beach like I'm starting to love the beach more, but I've, I've hated the beach for so long. And it wasn't, it wasn't until I became like closer to 30 where I was like, I feel like I can just tell people I hate the beach. Cause right. you almost have to like go along with everyone's shit and be miserable so and every- anxious and everything. And you're like dying inside. Totally. When are we leaving? Like, I'm so sandy. Like it's, we've been here for six hours. I'm roasting. Like, but just learning about yourself. I just think it's the most attractive thing when people set boundaries and just have respect for themselves because then you know how to operate with them. And like, I just like love that for your first date. You're just like, I don't want to be outdoors at all. I want to be indoors. I want to have a margarita. Like I need to be like, I need to be like chill, but I think people really appreciate that. I'm like, there's literally no, like there's no reason other than that's what I want. And I don't really care if you don't want that. Like, that's fine. That's so fine. If you don't want to do that, just do it with someone else. (laughs) No, I literally think we've all been brainwashed into thinking it's better to be go with the flow. And you know what I am not? I am not go with the flow. (laughs) Like, and that's okay. Like, I, I think I've always wanted to be this like cool chill cool the cool girl. down girl yeah with, yeah now i'm a down girl like i'll sleep with you on the first date and i won't get sad like when you don't or like yeah i'm so chill it's like no right i wanted a boyfriend i got sad oh my god like the guys that the random guys that would break my heart and i would like i could not get out of bed like could like could not get out of bed like the anxiety dude and these guys were just they weren't the guy, right. but they were just like, it's funny. Cause one of the questions you sent me was like about rejection. Yeah. And like, I was thinking about it. Cause I was like, I feel like I have a really healthy reject, healthy relationship with rejection when it comes to my career. Like I'm totally fine being rejected in my career because I know that it's like, it's never just about you. It's always about there's other talent. They want right. a celebrity. They want someone taller, shorter, blonder bigger, smaller. But when it came to rejection with dating, mm, I was unhealthy, unhealthy relationship. It sent you into a spiral, right? It's like, yeah, it's the worst thing. Spiral. (laughs) Spiraling, like couldn't eat or ate too much afterward. I mean, it was just like, and I don't know what that says about me. Like, I definitely think I just had a complex when it came to, to rejection with dating. Like, I just always felt like, what did I do? That was so weird that they broke up with me. But it's like, whatever who cares yeah. well we do have to cut it cut the podcast I could literally talk to you for 24 hours so I'm really devastated oh God, about this <laughs> I hope I you come back on, on <laughs> what anytime and, I said I forgot we're on a podcast yeah I know, right we're just chatting um what is your Instagram YouTube whatever so people can find you if they want more Madeline yeah, guys, follow me. I'm on TikTok and Instagram at Madeline Byrne. Um, there's so many E's in that, so I, I won't even spell it because it's just so long. But it's Madeline Byrne on TikTok and Can't Instagram. Um, 
can't miss it. I post a lot of like Y2K nostalgic content as well as stuff with my dog and I'm moving right now. So if you want some good like interior design content, follow me. Woo! Thank you so much, Madeline. This is so fun. Sorry to Thank abruptly you. cut it off. Anytime. Yeah, I'm like, oh, should I stop talking now? Am I like on that date that we all hate when we won't stop talking? That's me. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was so interesting. I actually feel like we covered a lot. It wasn't any of the questions I wrote down, but it was amazing. Sorry. I know. We took a dive into activism, but that was like, I totally feel like that's fine. Like, I definitely, I love just a good chat. You know, bashing cancel culture is my favorite thing. Dude, my friend literally got engaged while we were talking. Really? I'm not not surprised. Like, I knew it was coming, but. How did it happen? Was it super cute? She, I don't know. She just sent me a photo of like, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> on a random Saturday at three p.m. It's like Aww. both of them. If you can, see, you can't really see it. She's like, <laughs> oh my god, that's so cute. Uh, is that? Are you? How old are you? I'm 24. How old are you? Oh, okay, you're younger than me. Because I was gonna say, are we like we're at that age? Because I'm 29, but like okay. everyone is like married. <laughs> Woo! My boundary Very is nice. no marriage. <laughs> really? You're no. like, no. I mean, I'm not like, at this point. I, my my boundary is like, yeah, like no rush. My boyfriend has a seven-year-old, so it's like, I'm just like not in a rush for that. <laughs> like to be like that, you know, in that close quarters. So I'm like, I'll live on my own for like, I'll be like in the relationship for like 10 years before we get married. I'll be like Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell just exactly. forever. Amazing. Well, I got to let these great. people go because I like am way over time, but thank you yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. much. Life. And thank I'll you. send you stuff when it comes out. Yeah. Probably in a week. You're so gorgeous <laughs> and sweet. Thank you so, so much. Are you. Thank you so much. This was so fun. <laughs> bye. Of course. Message me anytime. Okay. Bye. bye.